Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Thank you for coming on, man. Welcome to the call. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, I know we've been trying to get together for a while. I think I would try to get with you about a couple of years back. And I just, the name Savage Sasquanaut, you know, just stood out to me. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, where I saw it was on uh, Chucky, you know, uh, Chuck Pino. He was at uh, comic convention he was live streaming and i was you know i'm yep. like oh, okay let's see what chuck's up to and he walked over to your 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 table you had everything and i was like what is that mm -hmm. <laughs> like i saw the name it stuck out to me i'm like i gotta find out about that this is yeah. just so cool uh it, it just spoke to me i just i love the i love the idea um yeah uh, I, first off the the idea how did that idea come to you i mean it, it's it's hard enough to come up with a character, but for something like this, it's just crazy. I, I wish I could say the terminology and everything was was all mine, yeah. uh, but, but it wasn't. I was actually many years ago uh, on the hunt for some new music. You know, every now and again, I'll, I'll just take some time trying to find some new tunes and I never heard before. And uh, I stumbled across a a relatively unknown to my knowledge stoner rock band called low pan and i was like well low pan's awesome because that's that's big trouble in little china reference i love that and oh yeah they had like a four or five track ep called sasquanaut and there was a gorilla in a spacesuit on the cover and i was like that's a really cool name, man. I was I was doing the the like the iTunes sample, like 30 seconds of the song. It's like, man, this is pretty jamming, but but Sasquanaut, that's like that just instantly started conjuring all these images and ideas in my head. And I'm like, that's great. Like, like I've got to read this story. And so I went on the hunt just trying to find a story about Bigfoot in space because it had to exist. There was this thing sitting out there. There's this word. It has like, I just, it just hit me on every single level. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find this. I gotta read this. And so I looked off and on for months and, and never did find anything and never did find anything even remotely to it, close to it, except for like Chewbacca, which, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't read a story, you know, <laughs> that, that ain't going to get me too far in a book or a comic. So it's like, yeah. And it was like, oh crap, I can make it. I make comics. I can make that comic. I'm like, why, why shouldn't I make it? I want to yeah. read it so bad. Like nobody else has done it. That's, that's what I'm here for. That is so it, it all just came from a band that very few people ever heard of had a, had a cool looking sounding EP that just sparked a crazy idea. And that, that's, that's crazy, man. I mean, it, I've heard of that before where, 
you know, the name Godsmack, you know, they come up mm -hmm. with it. There was an Allison Chains song Allison called Chains, Godsmack. Yeah. And it, it just, uh, it's neat how people take that and then they like turn it into something. And mm -hmm. for you to do that, like, oh, okay, well, now I got to come up with this character. No one else has done it before. And uh, I think that's why this story is so interesting to me and why this character is. Um, I think I got on with, um, I want to say it was the third Kickstarter you did. Mm -hmm. And I got it and I got the, the uh, digital versions of one through three. Yeah. So, um, and I hadn't got to the new ones yet. And I want physical copies, but also what I want to do is I want to go to your table when, when things start opening up again, I, I want to personally go and get those and uh, nice. add them to my, I, I'm not a, I used to have a lot of comic books that dwindled down over the years, but I've always in my heart had a place for comic books. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it's, it, I know some people say, well, you know, that's kind of dying off, but not really, if they really look especially with you Tuck. i mean uh, there's a there's a you know a movement or you know a, a community out there yeah the indie the still. indie market's booming man like i know like kickstarter and indiegogo have have created an entirely new marketplace like it is it is not even remotely the same as as the traditional marketplace selling the store being in stores because yeah you know i i am selling directly to you and it's it's it seems to be even more personal like to me it seems even more personal than like say someone someone coming to my website and buying off my website because you know i interact with most every every backer i try to message everybody uh some backers reply some don't uh but you know, I, I try, it's, it's very much, much more on a personal level and just, just like at a con, you know, almost, I mean, it may not be, we may not be face to face, but there's been multiple instances where I just end up having conversations through the messages through <laughs> yeah. Kickstarter. And then that transforms into social media and they'll, we'll friend on social media and we'll go back and forth and messenger that way. So, I mean, that's been really 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 cool i mean i've been making making comics you know almost 20 years and it's been primarily in the traditional comic marketplace stores and publishers and all that and you know i've i've put in a whole lot of time and effort and i think i've gotten more personal enrichment and satisfaction and engagement with people in the last two years doing these kickstarters and and growing a a singular fan base through that than i have in all these other years prior but and that's that's in large part to kickstarter and and just the world kind of changing because when i first started making comics social media like we had myspace and that was yeah <laughs> that was a disaster like everybody oh, knows man. myspace you just go on somebody's page and you instantly shut it off because there's some obnoxious tomb blowing out your eardrums oh yeah with, uh, guilty. You know, everything everywhere so it's like <laughs> like oh no like it was it was useless but the world has completely changed it's like oh, i've been primarily a colorist you know that's that's how i pay my bills is coloring comics and at that point when you do a con when i first started like you could sell commissions you could sell original art and that was it nobody had yeah. there was no 
there was no prince there was nothing like that nobody nobody would 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 accept you or talk to you if you had anything like that now as a color artist like man here i am making covers and doing color commissions and 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 i have this avenue now like i'm trying to get more into into coloring by hand and try and do more color actual color commissions at cons i haven't done that yet i've done sketch cards but i want to work into doing like hey you got a piece of art let me color that uh hopefully soon yeah uh, but you know it's the the market is completely changed from what it used to be because you know people realize that you know prints i can buy a print you know or i can buy multiple prints of all my favorite stuff or i can buy a single piece to own forever like yeah it's the original and it's awesome to have but i can also get more bang for my buck and i love original art but i can't afford lots of original art so oh, it's yeah. like it's really cool getting some prints every now and again just like man i just really like that i want that on my wall so it's it's really cool the the transition and and kickstarter is just kind of another branch of that change in social media and these podcasts you know which did not exist when i started yeah <laughs> so. well and i want to touch on something that you uh you said just now with uh the independent yeah. comic book it's kind of the same thing with any aspect movies music mm -hmm. and i think that's what people want have, have always wanted you know it would have been yeah. cool to you know tell rob zombie hey that was awesome but then during yeah. that time you know it was the record companies involved mm -hmm. and they'd say what goes and you can't get to people and now they're so big that yeah. you won't be able to say it. you can put it on a message board or something. But I do like that a lot of independent people, yourself included, you you reach out to these people who are like, hey, I really dig what you're doing. You're like, wow, you know, who am you know, I, I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, yeah. who am I? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> like, but it, it is I think it's necessary for, for that to happen, especially mm -hmm. now where you do have all this media social media and yeah. like you said podcasts are like little radio programs talk radio and then youtube your own channel and mm -hmm. um and, and and it's important it really is for you guys uh not only yourself but filmmakers and musicians to survive yep. to keep it keep it going you know yeah it, so. it's it and, and the community just even among the creators is is wildly different than then in in the kickstarter and in an in indie crowdfunding community is just so much different so much more embracing and helpful to each other uh you know i've yeah there's some really helpful cats in the in the classic comic marketplace and, and industry like there's a group that has always been super helpful and beneficial uh but by and large it's it's very autonomous and it's like no just go do your work and leave me alone <laughs> you know <laughs> so so this has been really cool because you know the 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 comics launch group and multiple multiple crowdfunding groups within kickstarter and and now i'm in a couple different like group messengers where we all just kind of trade our stuff we we look at each other's projects give each other feedback help promote awesome. each other boost boost in the updates and newsletters and just really help spread the word it's 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 awesome like you don't <laughs> see that you're not gonna see you know dynamite having advertisements inside 
IDW or Antarctic Press inside Avatar and Avatar inside Aspen and Aspen inside. But that just doesn't happen. It, <laughs> it probably should. Why not? You know, yeah, rising well, tides lift all boats sort of thing. But Yeah. Well, the, and that's the thing about helping each other. And I think a lot of these normal people are getting together and they're doing their own thing. And they're like, hey, yeah, I'll help this guy out. Why am I going to be selfish? There's more than enough ears, eyes, whatever out there. Why mm -hmm. not try to lift someone up? And really with social media, especially certain apps, that is what it's about. I, it, all eyes on me. And mm -hmm. I want to get those numbers and, you know, screw everybody else. And I don't think it should be that way. I think you're right where, you know, hey. Let's help each other out. Let's see yeah. how we can grow this huge thing together. But now it's just all different. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know. What, what do you, I did want to ask, what do you think about all the, the uh, comic books going to movies? Now, I, I, when I was, you know, a teenager, it was around the time where you had like the Marvel masterpieces, X-Men cartoons was on TV and, yeah. and trading cards, everything. Yeah. And now that I see this stuff, I think it's cool, but I do have issue with some of it. Like, I, I, I don't know. What do, what do you think about that? I did want to get your take on that. I, honestly, I think now is now is an awesome time to be a, a geek. A yeah. nerd, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I've been sure. I've been to the mall probably twice in the last couple of years and that's like the first time in like 20 years <laughs> you know like yeah. we i went there with my wife and 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 before all this stuff happened you the pandemic mm -hmm. we went and i'm walking through the mall you know we got dillard's and all the all these name brand stores everywhere everywhere <laughs> was comic stuff and if it wasn't I, comic awesome it was probably video games or anime yeah. every single cart kiosk in the in the aisleways selling phone cases or t-shirts or whatever it's <laughs> all pop culture some of it so much of it is is comic book related and then there's tvs and movies tied to that now maybe that's it's more comic book movies they're promoting but but to me mm -hmm. it's just comic books and and that's that's awesome is everything great you know do i like everything comes up no but i don't have yeah. to you know that yeah. i mean that's that's everything so you know uh do if if there's a specific story they adapt into a movie and i don't like the movie Oh, well, doesn't negate the comic. You know, the comic's still there. I can still mm -hmm. love the comic. And if somebody cool. likes that movie, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no skin oh. off my nose. <laughs> you know, well, it may just be something I think is really bad and I don't agree that you like it, but I'm not going to be mad if somebody likes something I don't like. That just, that's not a hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I just, you know kind of makes me mad i'm like golly i would have been made fun of for liking this oh stuff. yeah it, it, it's it's everywhere now like yeah. i i like the x-men i've you know i've watched cartoon on you know uh in the afternoons and then i had my card collection and yeah, yeah it, uh, we were you know and that and that's in the 90s man i mean that's like yeah. you know mid mid to late 90s it still wasn't 
really yeah. a thing. I graduated in the year 2000. So like, oh, I'm, hey. I'm, I'm right there, bro. Like, hey, right no, there. Yeah. <laughs> nobody knew, nobody knew I liked comics except my best friends or the people yeah. that would look at my sketchbook when I'm sitting there drawing and, oh, there's a spawn or there's a Wolverine. Like, oh, that's dope. Like, they're not going to sit there and make fun of you if you have a decent piece of art in there, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? so I was like, that's cool. It's like, you should draw my project for my class. I was like, no. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. 2000, man. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe 20 years. 21. <laughs> 21 years. Jeez. Yep. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, but nobody nobody knew you like comics. Oh, you didn't no. go around telling people I like comics or. Oh, you didn't wear a shirt. Uh, you, you know, you'd be picked on if you wore a shirt yeah. walking around the mall, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it was, I was in, I was in my first year of college when the first x-men movie came out mm -hmm. and lord of the rings came out i think the the winter following the first x-men movie and that was just kind of like the ascension it just started to go up from there you know the first x-men movie i remember going to see that at the theater when that came out and it was just amazing you know that for that time i was like oh my god this is yeah. cool and <laughs> Hugh Jackman, he did an awesome job at Wolverine. And then I look back at it and I'm like, man, he really did have to bulk up later because he was pretty skinny in the first movie. Yeah. Um, Saber 2, Tyler Maine. I thought that was a good pick. Of course, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart, that was perfect. Yeah. And um, yeah. oh, God, I, I, Ian McKellen, right? Yeah. yeah. Magneto. And uh, Ray Park was cool as Toad. But that was coming off of his thing with Star Wars with Darth Maul, wasn't it? Yeah, and Sleepy Hollow. And Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And when I saw Toad, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. And, he was kind uh, of throwaway. Like, he, yeah. Like, oh, it's that dude that, <laughs> that, was, that it was that Darth Maul dude. Like, oh, what's he going to do? And like, oh. And he does nothing. <laughs> yeah, he got electrocuted. I know. Okay. What, I mean, what the hell you could have gave him such keep a cool like when that thing. happened man nobody nobody knew like comics were still looked down on like we're gonna make a comic i was just nerding out to see x-men on tv on, oh, on yeah. the big screen it's oh, like hell yeah go back in you know i don't know the last time you saw it it's been a couple of years since but i went back and watched it like the movie's only like 90 minutes long yeah. you know it's it's pretty short and it's just like oh like yeah this is kind of a simple movie and there's not a whole lot there but i'm like it makes perfect sense and i'm like and when you think of the x-men you're thinking kind of this big huge expansive yeah power written thing and i'm like man they made a really small movie and that's they did i kind of wish they would they would do a little bit more of that now because everything's trying to to one-up each other and and yeah. i think that's the beauty of comics is there's so much out there and there's so many different types of stories and so many different genres in it even within superheroes yeah you can go you can go small. It doesn't all have to be city destroying, world ending. Like, bro, pull it back. Like, the Wolverine was close. Like, I, I thought they did a good job pulling it back and, and mm -hmm. going a little smaller in his story, which which was cool. Like, wasn't my favorite movie. Like, Wolverine, the Wolverine movies never quite hit right for me. Any of them. Like, the yeah. Wolverine is probably my favorite of the. Was it three or four? Three of them, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And the Wolverine. That's probably my favorite of of them, but it, it's still like I like how it went smaller, and I, I wish they would do a little bit more of that. Where 
it's like, yeah, we're having this great big, huge Kajunga Avengers level thing. But then, okay, here, we're going to come back to Cap and we'll go small or we'll go Thor and like we'll do a very insular story or Ant-Man. We'll just turn it into a heist movie, which they did, which is like, yeah. that's awesome. Like, I want to see more of that. I'm, I'm really liking what they're doing with the TV shows. I think they're doing a little more exploration and, and fun and like, hey, it's not all going to be let's blow up the world type stuff so i'm i'm yeah. i'm excited about the shows in that regard now and there's there's a lot of shows that came out and uh you know one of my favorite and not a lot of people have seen it but one of my favorite shows was uh preacher that was a good show i really love that show I, i'm I, it saddened me to know that there was only three seasons, but yeah, the the Garth Ennis adaptation. Yes, I I really liked it, man. I really dug it. Um, how they how they did everything from the music to mm-hmm. how that how it was shot and the crazy and that's the thing, the craziness. Which I know those guys that did that have now gone on to do the boys, which I yeah. love that show. Um, yeah. and I I think that. I guess speaks to me more is the crazier shit is just well I mean both awesome. of those both of those are, are Garth Ennis. Yeah. And Garth Unleashed is bug nuts. I mean <laughs> as as crazy as the TV shows are they're pretty tame compared yeah. to the books. You know, it's like I've read a good chunk of preacher, I read some of the boys and those those my personal taste, I think Garth went to Garth for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think Garth is a, is a phenomenal writer. He does some great stuff. Those, those aren't particular my taste personally, but I, I get it. I know he does great stories. You know, his, if his, if you've never read his war stories, no, those are awesome. And almost all of them are, are most of them are like done in one stories. They're like just oversized 48, 60 page annuals. But he has a couple series like Battle of Britain oh, and wow. uh, Battle of Britain and a couple others. I forgot, but just there, like his World War II stuff is phenomenal. Uh, his max run on Punisher is probably some of the best comics ever. Those, wow. That thing's awesome. But yeah, Boys and Preacher are Garth to the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for his max line and, and down. I, I won't go for his his pure insanity. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that dude that dude's a great writer. Oh. Yeah, I I just uh I, I never knew of those uh comic books until the show came and that that exposed me to those. Mm-hmm. Uh same thing with The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I went back on The Walking Dead, and I haven't done it with those shows yet. I want to. I need to go and see the story, how it was, you know, put together in that form. Uh, but I, I did that with The Walking Dead, and I was very surprised that it was. Uh, they still kept it kind of brutal on the show, yeah. Even though it's on an AMC, but there's a lot of shit they they changed around, and of yeah. course, you know, for the comic book fans, they're like, I already know what's gonna happen, but. Yeah. Also, I thought it was kind of neat to see it unfold, you know, with actors and everything. Yeah. So, and that that really got me into those. I didn't know those existed. I was always, you know, uh, Marvel, DC, of course. I I like those. 
like the movies. I don't yeah. like all of them. Kind of like you. I'm like, I don't really care for that one. And yeah. some people I tell that to and they're like, really? What's wrong? I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. It just, for me on, on certain ones, it's okay. It's enough already. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Stop feeding me the same yeah. thing. Give me something different. And like you yeah. said, TV shows are doing it a lot better, I guess, because they have, the time to say okay season one we're gonna do this and season two mm -hmm. whereas you have this big massive movie and you just like put it all in there let's get this gumbo started and we're gonna see what comes out of it and yeah so maybe that's maybe that's why i i don't know i don't know the process of those movies being made but well i mean it, it's one of those things where movies right now we're we're basically losing out all the old mid-tier action movies and stuff that we got you know the 30 40 million dollar movies that cost you know oh, now yeah. it's either now it's pretty much mostly tentpole movies and or super indie low budget movies or huge movies like we're losing that middle ground i think <laughs> tv is becoming that middle ground which so we've had all this awesome tv over the last 20 years like tv's just gotten superior in a lot of ways because they realize the potential of of telling the story over like oh we can do multiple episodes and tell a bigger story and oh if we don't actually do 24 episode a season and we just do 13 <laughs> or 10 or 8 we can just tell the story we need to and we get rid of all the filler so all of a sudden like hey instead of 24 episodes of ds9 and you've got six episodes <laughs> featuring quark that nobody cares about plus who knows what else like maybe you just trim ds9 down to like 12 episodes a season and then you got a really good show <laughs> you know yeah. stuff stuff like that there's a lot of great stuff in there but it's it, we've there's been so much filler on tv for so long to hit those syndication numbers and now I don't know if we're pulling inspiration from like the BBC or whatever that do shorter seasons or what, but now we're doing like more boutique series, more episodes like, yeah, like yeah. Daredevil. I love Daredevil on Netflix. That, that was a great show. I loved all three seasons and there's what, eight, nine, 10 episodes, 12 episodes per season. And it's just, yeah. this is awesome. And even still, <laughs> there might've been one or two filler episodes, but it was great. And even like, falcon winter soldier we get eight episodes or six episodes what was it five five or six episodes on that one yeah I'm like yeah man, i love this this is great i i still hadn't checked it out <laughs> i need to see that one it's great dude it's a it's lot great. of fun i, I enjoy I it i enjoy seeing it uh you know and and you can do more in five six seven eight hours than you can in 90 minutes to two and a half hours like you you just can so you can do more with character. So, but when you're going to the big screen, I don't know about you. If I'm if I'm taking my wife or going on a date or whatever like that, like okay, we're we're buying tickets, we're getting popcorn, drinks, whatever. Like for the two of us, it'll be 40, 50 bucks to go to the movies. And it's just like, well, <laughs> I kind of want to see some crap when I'm spending that kind of money, you know. Yeah. I got a I got a big screen TV downstairs, I got a sound bar, good sound, like. I can stay home and watch whatever. If I'm going to the movie on this big screen, I want to see something. So those those middle tier, smaller movies become less appealing to go to the theater to see because like, ah, I can see anybody shooting a doorway, but I 
can't see Godzilla destroy Hong Kong quite the same yeah. on my TV <laughs> as I do on at the big screen. Like IMAX or so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I mean, that, so you want to go for the spectacle. So and, that's why I think that's why the big, big, big stuff is becoming more more than necessity just because the middle the lower end stuff is like i'm not spending 50 bucks just to like i saw peanut butter falcon in theater it's a fantastic movie i would have enjoyed it just as much sitting at home on my couch but we just wanted to get out and that was the only thing playing like let's try that (laughs) let's just go i and you know i kind of miss that you know uh especially going to the video store i always Mm -hmm. i and i've talked about this before on other things but in, in the movies it used to be something like man it's it, it's kind of magical you get to go yep. see something on the big screen that's all mm-hmm. it's playing and there's like you said now it's let's flip a coin like okay am i gonna go see this yeah. or am i gonna wait a month and it'll be streaming yeah whereas and you know this because we're the same age you know i would I would ride the school bus and then I would look and we'd go by the video store. I'm like, is it out yet? Is it out yet? Mm-hmm. You know, cause I missed it in the theaters. Didn't it take for, I mean, it just took, oh, it, took months, months, yeah. it, it took, um, it just took a long time for these to yeah. come out. Now it's like, it's already in theater and now they've showed us their hand kind of with the pandemic and everything. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You can already stream it. It's like, what the, you know, I thought you had to wait because you had to, formatted a certain oh, no. there, were, there was all the the deals in place the exclusivity yeah. windows which the world's changing you know yeah and, and better or worse i hate it not that i hate it. i kind of like it like you said yeah. i can i can chill at the house and you know and you know if i don't have a babysitter and you know I can yeah exactly the kid they can watch whatever and i'm watching this in here yeah so that kind of yeah. appeals to it but then also like like I would say, I kind of miss that. That that was kind sure. of a neat thing. Sure, but it also didn't used to cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, like, exactly. Right, <laughs> I, can... I gotta one. I gotta get somebody to watch the kid. So if I have to hire mm-hmm. somebody to watch the kid, there there's money. Then oh my 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 movie tickets. It's I work from home. I used to just go see the movies during the day, so I get my matinee prices. I so I could do whatever. But my wife doesn't work from home. She works at a school, so I was like, "All right, well, if we're going to the movie, we have to go together." So we're going at night. So all of a sudden, your ticket prices are going to be thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. You know, not not three or four dollars like it was when I went and saw Spawn in theater. You know, yeah. as, as a 13 year old for an R rated movie, you know, oh, it, it, it's like, all right, so just the, for us to get in, we're, we're already out 30 bucks plus the cost of whatever the babysitter is. And we're chances are we're going to go to dinner. We're going to go get whatever dinner before or after. We'll probably have a snack during because, I mean, I got to have my popcorn if I'm in a theater. Like, yeah, nothing quite like movie popcorn, you know, <laughs> and it's like, all right, we're, we're, we're in for 50 to 100 bucks all said and done. So I'm probably going in pretty sure I'm going to like the movie I'm going to see. Yeah. So when I'm already invested that much and I know it's going to come out in a month or two, I really need to be in. I need some really good visual reason to see it on that big screen because honestly, it's going to be cheaper for me just to buy it sight unseen to stream or on DVD 
and then just have it delivered to my house as soon as the day it comes out because yeah it'll it'll save it'll probably cost me four times less than it would be to go out to see it exactly right and as much as i love going to the movie theaters you know it's the world is a lot different for me now than it was when it was like hey i'm i want to go see avatar because i want to see what this thing's about let me just hop in my car go on the first showing and opening day when everybody's at work and i'll be the only person in the theater okay all right with you brought up avatar i have to say something and i say this to everybody what is he waiting on like avatar how long ago was that and then he's like part two part three and i'm like i think that it's already lost it's a little bit of its luster i don't know oh that's my opinion like you hype something up. I'm like, James Cameron, what are you doing, man? I mean, this movie should have come out a long time ago, part two and then part three. I don't know. Yeah, this, yeah. I mean, this better the be fact the that he's trying to do them all seen. at the same time or something. I don't know. I, <laughs> well, I think he's making like five movies at once. I'm like, bro, oh, let's, yeah. see if, let's see if we can get through <laughs> episode two first, you know? Like, let's see if part two is just piece of crap i don't think people are going to stick around for the other ones but yeah um, you know because you know i've i've watched that movie a few times it's, it's oh, one i of love them. avatar i love it it's a great movie it's visual like it's a visual it is a i love it visually visual. like this is a really cool looking movie and that's one of the few movies i saw in 3d that i was just like dude this 3d isn't like oh let me let me just poke right here and put things in your front of your face yeah it's it just added depth which is like one of the very the only other movie i know that did that was scorsese's hugo mm-hmm. it just created incredible depth which blew my mind i was like that's what 3d is for but nobody else did it so like those two dudes did 3d like it mm-hmm. like i think it should and it's like that's awesome but it never caught on after that it was still just like oh we're gonna poke things in your face and mm-hmm. jump scares it's like yeah this is annoying like i don't like wearing my glasses over my glasses so you really need to make this cool and that was cool and nobody else did it so but it's one of those things where it's like that's that's a movie i like to look at but i i i I wish i wish i liked the main character better like oh it's like it is it is dances with wolves in space but i really like kevin costner's character in dance with wolves a whole lot better than than uh sam worthington like, yeah there you go there's more motivation there's more connection and, and maybe that's just acting ability or or something i i don't know where the disconnect is i want to like avatar more than i do i don't hate it but i just like <laughs> this looks so cool i want to love this like let me love this movie but something <laughs> keeps me from loving it ever yeah when that first came out it blew my mind too i'm like wow this is nuts the 3d man just that opening shot when they're all waking up from their pods in the spaceship and it's just like i don't know if you saw it in 3d but dude that was the crazy depth and that I was like dude this is wow <laughs> what's well, wow. better than you know the the old uh red and blue glasses that we used to have for yeah. 3d <laughs> yeah. that was our 3d and the stories about the, the people using that camera like it was a pain in the ass to use yeah. that camera. I have no doubt. And expensive as hell. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I was watching. I think it was the Friday the Thirteenth Part Three documentary, and they were talking about that and how much of a pain. And that thing was huge. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's a lot simpler now. I mean, you got a yeah. phone that shoots four K video. Yeah. 
that doesn't, you know, it, we're, we're in the future now and it's, and I, it might make me sound old or crazy, but I'm still amazed by some stuff that I say. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And kids are like, huh? Oh yeah. That was, yeah. That's cool. Bro. We're, we're, we're in Star Trek right now. Yeah, pretty much. You right now, you and I are in Star Trek. We are we are talking versus the the screen on the bridge. I know. Yeah, like this isn't a phone or whatever. Like, bro, I see you. You see me. We're just what's up? It's neat. (laughs) I I I think it hit me when I was walking in and something as simple as Walmart, and this was like like 2010, and that Walmart just got those little screens that go on the end of the aisles and it was advertisement mm-hmm. just so i was like whoa you know this is okay and it yeah. and what what my brain did is i went back in time when i was a little kid that wanted to go to walmart because i had to get a toy and it was just plain and simple there was nothing like that yeah you know and it i think that makes me appreciate it more yeah you know i i think i i appreciate that kind of like you go in you can get an answer in like two seconds off the internet mm-hmm. and my sons are teenagers and they're like well what was that i'm like you can there's a you know a alexa or there's a google home right there you can ask that thing and it'll tell you you know yeah. like i didn't have that i had to go into a textbook to find this shit go to <laughs> the library it? to get the the current yeah. encyclopedia oh my god it's yeah. nuts and now I remember the to- very first time I went to New York, it was like 2003 or four, you know, and, and we just got off the plane. There was a group of us, we were going for a convention and, and first time I we went to New York, man, it was, it was awesome. We get out of the, we get out of the airport and it's, it's cheaper for all of us to rent a, a limousine and ride together into town than it was to get two or three cabs. Oh, wow. So, first time in New York, I'm rolling into Times Square in a limo. Nice. I'm like, this is crazy. But, you know, I'm getting there and I'm getting out, dude. And you see, you see, you know, I don't, you see Times Square now. You see all the, the video displays. Mm-hmm. They only just were like just getting like video ads. It was all, there was so many just poster still images, but it was all becoming you know, videos and, and, and just constantly changing. It's like, all right, I knew there was that one big screen, but like, Oh no, this is an ad on the side of the building changing. Like every few seconds, I'm like, Oh crap. We just entered Blade Runner. Yeah. (laughs) I hadn't seen anything like that except Blade Runner. Now it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm driving down the highway and there's another video billboard showing, you know, who, who think Eric church is coming in town and then it's going to, then it'll change over and it's like a, a plumbing ad or something like that. <laughs> and they're like, it's the same billboard, but it just has multiple ads on one billboard and it's a video. And I'm like, wow, dude, this is like, this is crazy. This is well, okay. You think, okay. Uh, like you said, you think Blade, Blade Runner. Runner, you think, yeah. uh, remember Strange Days? I mean, remember, I mean, yeah. that's those movies were made in the 90s, mid 90s, and that's what they thought the future was going to be. And you know, pretty accurate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's imagination. Well, I mean, Blade Runner, what was that? Early 80s? 80s, yeah. Yeah. yeah early 80s. 85. So, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I think I saw, speaking of, I, I, I've watched an old Looney Tunes, and it was like the house of tomorrow. And, of course, they had ridiculous crap. But some of the stuff, I'm like, yeah, we got yeah. that. 
Yeah. Well, again, go back and watch classic Trek, the 60s episodes. Oh, there's, yeah. There's so much that's actually accurate. I mean, obviously, it looks different than what they had. You know, Uhura is using a Bluetooth piece in her ear. I mean, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. And, and it, there's the, the video talking screens, you know, pretty much all the stuff except the the teleporters and like the tricorders but i've i've been reading articles like there's there's people like actively working on creating scanners to to scan your body without invasive surgery like this is stuff that they're working on now and are close to figuring out and i'm just like holy crap and and i'm looking at like the the fiction we put out now you know all our (laughs) future sci-fi stories and myself included i'm not i'm not saying i'm i'm being but it's all like regurgitating these same ideas of what our future is going to be that was created 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing to me because look how far the world has changed just in this amount of time. And like, man, the stuff that they envisioned that we would be having now, like, yeah, a lot of it came true. Like, obviously they, they had different view of what it would look like, but a lot of it's come true. And here we are kind of, I think we're falling a little bit behind in our, our, everything's changing so fast. We have no idea how to, how to even predict what yeah. the is going to be. You know, if you watch, like, I, I think a perfect example is like, if you saw the show on Netflix, Altered Carbon. Yes. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. It starts off. The main character dies, gets put in holding to mm-hmm. Kishi Kovacs, right? He yep. wakes up 200 years later, 200, 250 years later. The world's the exact same. That's a huge flaw in storytelling because look at our world. Look what's changed in 200 years. Oh, yeah. Like we went from single shot muskets to nuclear bombs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like we've we've got, went from, hey, we're going to deliver our letter that we hand wrote on a piece of paper by a dude on a horse to I'm going to type it on non-existent keyboards because we got like hologram keyboards and crap coming out now mm-hmm. to just throw it out in the ether and it's going to magically go where i need it to go like that's that's the difference in like 200 years we have yeah and we're looking in like altered carbon like oh dude it's the exact same in 200 years like yeah <laughs> like it's a very cool visual show but that distracts me immensely because i'm like oh man it's it's the same it should be different and that's 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 a real challenge, I think, in our sci-fi world and storytelling that even I'm facing. Like, man, everything's changing so fast at this point. I have no idea what the future is going to be like. Well, yeah, it, it. You're right. It changes all the time. So, where's the, where's the imagination? Like, how how you're like, well, they could do this. I mean, yeah, we're not. We don't have flying cars, you know. But I, I don't think we need those. <laughs> People can hardly drive on the road as this. <laughs> I don't want to worry about a car falling out of the sky while I'm chilling out watching Netflix on the couch, you know, but like, oh, they got a fender bender in their front yeah. repulsor lift went out. Next thing I know, I've got a, a, a Buick in my attic. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't do flying cars. I wouldn't want a flying car, but, uh, <laughs> but you're right. It's hard to think because now even stuff they're coming out with, like, the ai that one is that mm-hmm. one's mind-blowing to me where they're yeah. gonna have um they're they're gunning for you know robots to or androids or whatever to look just like yeah us walking around 
Yeah. But they will be probably in the service industry, mo- the most dangerous jobs we have. But I don't know if that would just break human spirit because we need challenges like that to keep us going. I mean, if you well, what have, are the people in those jobs going to do when they don't have those jobs? Well, you always need, I, I don't know. That's, that's yeah. the question. <laughs> I mean, that's like, we <laughs> oh, have all the these question. advancements, which, which are great in a regard, but yeah, I like the self checkout just because I don't want to go stand in the one line that's open in the store to, to check out when I can do it faster because <laughs> yeah. there's other people in line, but you know what, if they just hire more people, you know, but but at the same time, why pay somebody when I'm willing to do it myself? Because I don't want to go stand in line, you know. So it's in any other service industry job. It's like, hey, why why do you need a waiter when this robot can just put it out on yeah. the conveyor belt? So it's it's scary. Like it's it's cool, but it's also terrifying because there's only so many so many jobs. You know, it's like yeah, that creates a new industry for like people that work on robots and, and, and maintain and build and all that, but those, not everybody's going to have the skill set to do those or have the money to get the skill sets to do that. That's oh, the yeah. big thing because the education oh, is so ungodly expensive. You know, it oh, prevents people from getting different skill sets they need to go into different jobs other than service or service jobs or, 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 you know, what blue not blue collar because there's some pretty skilled blue collar workers but you get what i'm saying like no i I'm, i understand like skilled labor jobs that don't require you know specific like a expertise. degree or yeah, yeah I, you know no, i i get you because and that's that's what i'm saying you know the average joe he there's some good people out there and mm-hmm. yeah if they keep going in this direction which yes will it be better maybe i don't know but they tried that. I don't know if you remember blessings this. and curses. Yeah, you're right, 100. I don't know if you remember this. They were having the first robot at McDonald's to do the fryer or the um, the grill. Mm-hmm. They were, and then all of a sudden that kind of went away. And I think they were like, "Hey, look, chill out. You know, we we need people working." Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I, I want to say it was like two, three years ago. It was like the first robot to work at a McDonald's to, you know, go ahead and make the hamburger. And that's the last you heard of it. Kind of like, yeah, pretty much the, uh, what was it? That car that ran off of, oh man, what was that car? It was running off of something. It wasn't electric. It was like methane. Yeah. And you didn't, you know, those kind of went away too. There's, you know, so I don't know if they're gonna kind of stifle themselves a little bit on this, but with what we went through this last year, I, they might fast track stuff like that. So. Yeah, I mean that's the crazy part because all the essential workers were all the people in the jobs that people always demeaned, and it's just like those are the guys yeah. that have to go to work every day. They can't exactly. work from home. Those are your service guys, and so. I mean, this is going off in a tangent. I'm sorry, but it's well, like no, those, those, this those is are what all, it's about. <laughs> I mean, those are those are guys like you're gonna do, like yeah. it, it drives me nuts that people will demean those jobs. It's like, oh well, that's a good job. It's like you're darn right, that's a good job. Yeah, that puts, 
the problem is, is they're not getting paid enough to live and they're a quote unquote essential worker. I'm like, exactly. If, if our whole world is shut down, but I still got to go to the grocery store and I'm not going to pay the guy getting my groceries for me enough to, to survive on, then, then what's the point? You yeah. know, how are, how are, how do I call them essential workers when I'm going to make them go through all that crap and go through all that danger and then i'm gonna piss and moan when they ask for a living wage like that's that's absurd you know like it's 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 a messed up world it's it's things are just completely and utterly broken in so many senses and oh yeah and the changes and advancements while good also have serious ramifications for for four people in those positions that we don't deem as a society to be very glamorous but as we've proven in the last year we need them more than anybody else <laughs> we need yeah we need them more than celebrities we need them sure. more than sports people sure uh yeah that that should have shined a light a little bit better on that because you're right and i've known people that still had to go to work. My wife being one, she's a yeah. LVN, you know, all the nurses and stuff going out there. And then you hear stories of doctors like, Oh, I don't want to touch that person. Cause they got, co I don't. And the nurses of course are going right in there. Have to do it. Yeah. So yeah. you're right. I mean, this, this whole thing showed us a lot and man, I, I know we're going on, like you said, we're going on a tangent, <laughs> but th th this is what I want. I want a conversation uh, about different but um, yeah, it's uh, we could talk about this for hours. Oh yeah, uh, um, oh, and it's it's liable to get us in trouble with somebody. So uh, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, you can talk, you can say anything yeah. nowadays uh, and get uh, yourself yeah, in trouble. But... That, that's another that's another problem. That's a different problem. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to touch on that today. Since we... I know the Kickstarter just ended. Yeah, we just ended the Kickstarter right at the end of May. Uh, I am currently working on getting backer kit set up. This is my first time using backer kit. Okay. So uh, it's it's a bit of a learning curve, learning process. Uh, there is there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there, and it's it's actually a little more, I think, in depth than than Kickstarter is. So uh, it's it's taken me longer than I expected to get stuff set up. But yeah, I'm working on getting backer kit set up and should have a pre-order store going live soon for that. And then surveys going out. And yeah, from here, it's get issue six done and launch before the end of the year, hopefully, hopefully in the fall. And that'll, that'll conclude volume one. And awesome. then we're going to gonna stick my toes in some new properties and then back into Sasquanaut after those or during those it's all kind of running together right now which is pretty exciting yeah that, I'm excited for you and like I said that I, I I can't wait to see more of the savage Sasquanaut um I, I think it's I think you got something and I I, I hope maybe someone will approach you hey we want to make this into a movie <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> a, a buddy of mine has a production company. They're they're looking towards shopping it as an animated series, which I think would oh be that really would cool. be awesome. Oh yeah, uh, you know that's that's a completely out of my hands thing. It's just like mm -hmm. hey, 
you're, you're starting all that thing. Here's some, here's one of my things. See if anybody <laughs> wants to, wants to grab hold of it. If not cool, what else? But that would be a lot of fun. I think, it, I think it probably lend itself better towards, towards an animated thing because every, every single shot would be a special effect or maybe do like a 3d animated show. That may, that might be kind of cool. I love clone wars and, and stuff. Oh, Those yeah. are fun shows. So no, it'd be fun, man. I, I, I think it'd be but cool. ultimately, ultimately my goal is just to make awesome comics. Like I, I work in comics. I know how to make comics, whatever else happens is cool. But my goal is to make the best comics I can make. And I hope other people enjoy them too, because I'm just trying to make stuff that I want to read stuff. I want to see that I don't think exists in one way or another, or, well, or maybe it'll just be my take on it. Well, we need people like you, man, that still have a passion for that. And I'm, I'm glad to see it. And uh, I'm glad my eyes were open and I try to, I try to share things and I try to open other people's eyes. Like, yeah, you might not like the the mainstream comics where they're going. Look at what the independent people are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Look at and, what they're and doing in the interesting stories. Yeah. I mean, we need that. I mean, I, I'm starting late in the game when it comes to all this. Cause again, going <laughs> back to my old age and time ago, when I started the best advice was like, do the work, do it the best you're good. The work will speak for yourself. Go for it. You know, yeah. and you do conventions or whatever. And, th and that's what I did. We didn't have these, outlets like this i didn't wasn't supposed to or could go on shows and do interviews and whatever you had a couple comics news sites but if you weren't marvel at dc you weren't going to get any traction anyway and and now it's just like man there's just this massive platform and so guys like you doing this and guys like chuck and oh yeah and so many others you know pop xp and russell allen and uh, who else? It, like it's it's just <laughs> there's there's so many and and they they just range like everybody's doing different stuff and everybody's touching different people which is which is the best part because everybody's got their own own thing and and so trying to do these and and whether or not I'm able to talk to everybody or if they're just like hey I checked this book out it's awesome whether it's Sasquanaut or my buddy Andrews Forgotten Hymns that's on Kickstarter right now or. <laughs> or any number of other cool projects like Jeff Smith just went into Kickstarter, you know, Jeff Smith of bone. He's got a Kickstarter that's going oh, wow. Kajunga right now, his newest self-published joint Tukey, which looks awesome. And it's just like, man, this last year has opened the mainstream's eyes because, Hey, guess what? Comics shut down for mm -hmm. months. And so then you got Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel, like, okay, we're going to put Nocturne on there and make crazy amount of money. And then, Hey, we got Keanu Reeves Berserker making over a million dollars. It's so it's just yeah. like, oh. now you see these big dudes that make okay money with Marvel and DC and some of them make decent money depending on where they're at. Now it's just like, oh, well, we can do it over here and keep a bigger piece of the pie and, and do what we want. And oh yeah, guess what? They're coming and following us. Sean Gordon Murphy doing plot holes on, on Indiegogo. Like there's a lot of big name, top tier talent that are, now, like, well, our income was shut down for months on end. What can we do? We make comics. So let's make a new comic and put it out on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. And that's just, that's, I think that's great for all of us. Oh, personally, because yeah. they're going to bring more people from comic stores that buy them each month into these new platforms. And 
you know, I've got other buddies that were running campaigns during Berserker or whatever, and, and their campaign would crop up whenever somebody would pledge on Berserker of those thousands of people and millions of dollars. And they're like, oh, yeah, if you like this, you might also like, I can't remember whose it was offhand, but they made another like four or $5,000 on their campaign just because people came from Berserker because Kickstarter recommended them. Kickstarter is wow. awesome at recommending stuff. Like Indiegogo yeah. doesn't, I haven't had that experience. Like you, they take your money and that's it. Whereas Kickstarter is like, Hey, you might like this. They email yeah. you. You might like this. You follow creators right. and you get emailed anytime they back something. And it's just like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> like I get yeah. more info from my friends on Kickstarter than I do anywhere else. And like, that's, that's phenomenal, man. That's, that's a very, very harmonious environment that's trying to lift everybody up it's not like oh well we're only going to focus on keanu reeves because he made a million dollars like like no like we're gonna we're gonna focus on these dudes too because if these guys make money too that's good for us good for them if they make money they're going to come back and do more like yeah. it's it's all rising tides lift all ships mentality which is I think lacking in a lot of ways in the traditional market. And that's, that's what I think Kickstarter is doing, especially well. And the community outside the, the crowdfunding community that supports Kickstarters is doing as well. I mean, that's just, it's phenomenal. There's, there's something for everybody. And there, I think there always was in comics, but I think it's, it's even more so because there's a lot of stuff that probably really wouldn't sell or make it on the shelves in a store but they can make it on kickstarter yeah they can make it on indiegogo and they can do what needs to be done to get created and get in people's hands and and that's that's the goal is getting people to read the book like would i would i love millions of dollars like a keanu reesing absolutely who wouldn't yeah. am i happy that i've gotten what was i, I think we just got like eighty seven hundred dollars or so on my recent campaign heck yeah yeah. Like, yeah. And every one of those guys, I'm, I'm super stoked. They came back and the new backers, like I am, I am so immensely thankful for all those guys. And, and I do my best. And I know many other creators, we absolutely do our best to make sure we, we give them the best product we can and, and try to do what we can to make them happy short of, you know, standing on our heads. Cause I can't do that personally. <laughs> I probably would if I could, but it would hurt. And I'd embarrass myself. Yeah, <laughs> and then couldn't get up afterwards because <laughs> your neck hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, um, yeah. We've said it, and I, I really do appreciate all these creators coming together, especially in the mm -hmm. comics in in the comic book world. And um, I, I really, I, I give uh, Chucky a, a lot of. Uh, props on that because mm -hmm. i met him through a, a friend of mine and following him and him just sharing that stuff i mean i, yeah. I that opened my eyes to that realm yeah because i've always known there's independent film but i didn't know there was like this huge community that i could have been a part of a long time ago but mm -hmm. it, it's just kind of hidden but now that i see it i'm like hey let's get this let's get this out here and let's show it off and and try to get it in a different 
you know, um, social media sites and, and yeah. just word of mouth too. I mean, a lot of yeah. my stuff is word of mouth talking to other people. So absolutely. And, and that helps out too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like every, every share, every like, every comment yeah. that, that helps so much is it. Cause even if, even if you don't like my Savage Sasquatch page, but say your buddy does and he comments on my page you're probably gonna see that and then that might yeah. like oh that looks funny it might make you comment and then somebody else from your feed might see that and that that is more beneficial than than my paying for ads you oh, know yeah. as any ads i pay for there's still no guarantee but your your interaction your likes your comments your shares and everybody's yours and everybody's on Facebook does, does far more in a way good for me and every single creator out there than, than most people realize. And it's one of those things where it's even something I catch myself not doing enough where I see stuff I like and I don't actually press like <laughs> yeah. or press that heart or retweet or whatever. Like I'm trying to be better about it myself because I know how important that is. Uh, so I, I, I get it. Not everybody does it. I don't do it like I should, but, but I'm trying to be better myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty too. It's just, yeah. it, it is, it is kind of hard to keep up with everything because you want to show everybody some love, you know, like, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I sometimes I miss some of, uh, you know, uh, Chuck's essence house episodes. I'm like, Oh shit, I gotta go back and listen. And, or um, I'm missing something that you posted. I'm like, okay, I gotta go over here mm -hmm. and then something else will be lacking, but it's very hard for one person to do. And in it, and like you said, it, it really helps out in asking, even asking people for likes, you kind of feel bad, you know, like, I, I don't want to ask for that, but sometimes you got to like, Hey, remind yeah. me like, Hey, look, if you like what you see, comic book movie podcast wise you know leave a you don't have to leave a review just leave some stars or something or say yeah you know you like something that we posted because that really does it's crazy because mm -hmm. i don't know the algorithms i have no idea how the hell that it changes all the time so i mean that's the best i can do <laughs> you know it's yeah. like i don't know how this shit works well and that's oh, that's every they they change it so often like the the only thing that stays consistent is is interaction like they That's just it. want people to interact and engage so any engagement is but most most particularly comments yeah you know and and if that's just like hey cool on something you like that's cool yeah that helps even if it's not some like oh let me let me write some crazy essay on why yes. I love this image <laughs> yeah. or this comic or like just right cool and the then I can turn person. around and say hey thanks yeah you know and then you can come back if you're feeling really saucy and say you're welcome and all of a sudden I've just got three engagements you know and if that, if that spitballs man then that, that just builds and builds and builds and that's yeah. that's the whole thing that's the only thing that stays consistent is engagement pretty much you're right so yeah if you see something you really like hit that like button yeah <laughs> hit that share button but most importantly say cool or yes that's neat or put in 
instead of just hitting like put an emoji of a thumbs up button in the comments there you, you go you don't have to say a word you don't <laughs> have to say nothing that 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 goes that goes a long way wow i pay i paid for ads this time until i i ran i stopped it because my ads were just falling flat on their face this last go around i had thousands of interactions so lots of people saw it. i didn't get a i didn't get a single purchase and after like two and a half weeks i was like i'm spending money i don't really have the spend on this right now mm-hmm. so it's just like i've hit my goal i would like to get more obviously because the more i can get the better off i'm in in the long run but i'm just putting i'm not my money's not going where it needs to at this point like Facebook ads are hard. Like I've had great success in the past and this time doing something similar or even they're recommended just, Mm -hmm. it didn't work this time. And you know, that's okay. I'm not mad at it. It just, it's just the way it is. Stuff changes and and it's just part of the game. You got to learn. That's why, that's why having people comment is so much better because I could spend hundreds of dollars on ads and get nothing for it, even though thousands upon thousands of people will see it. But <laughs> you saying cool can get me just as like you, you and like 30 other people saying cool can get me just as many yeah. views as paying hundreds of dollars. You know? So. Oh man. Well, it's, that's it's what the we'll... crazy world of, of, uh, of social media. I wish I understood it. I wish yeah. I was better at it because I'm not. It's part of the reason I love Chuck because I can watch what he does and like, yeah. let me try that. Or or be like, hey, Chuck, do this for me. You're yeah. now part of my book. I'm bringing you as editor. Help me. Yes. <laughs> Helping me helps have you. A little, yeah, exactly. Have a, have a nice little community. And that, yeah. that does help a lot too. I mean, having other people that are part of what you're mm-hmm. doing because it it's it's a nightmare and you know I, i'm i'm preaching to the choir here i know it's a nightmare you know instagram snapchat blah 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 and they come out with another one you know yeah but yeah i think uh really i i i think and i hate to say it but i think facebook's the way to go <laughs> with all of this because you get so many people whether they're our age or a little bit older Yep. that kind of in that realm mm-hmm. yep that will see that stuff and you know they have yep. the money to spend on it well in so, uh, most like i don't i don't remember the figure but i mean more people than not have a facebook account not everybody oh, yeah. has a twitter not everybody has no. an instagram i personally don't like twitter but i have it and i i do post my kickstarters on there uh mm-hmm. and i post my 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 streaming when i do my twitch streams uh i get limited interaction on that i I get more from facebook than i do from any of the others uh which is why it's my preferred platform Mm -hmm. uh i like instagram better just for general thumbing through because it's my my instagram is nothing but awesome artwork whether it's comic book or fantasy painting or 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 just photos or 3d i just got awesome art on instagram so i just love going through instagram personally yeah uh, you know facebook it's all over the map like i try to curate it a little more to to keep out stuff i don't particularly want to have go through my my feed insta twitter <laughs> twitter's a 
Twitter's a disaster. That's just a cesspool. Oh, I try not to spend much time on Twitter. Period. No, you're you're correct. Twitter is uh, it, it, that's a nightmare. Um, it, and and I see more people get in trouble because of Twitter mm-hmm. than than anywhere else. And I think part of that's the limited characters. You can't you can't actually Explain. always express an idea, <laughs> especially when it's a an idea that needs to be clearly explained and represented mm-hmm. nuance when you're going to comment on some issue that you have an opinion on but maybe you don't need to share it with five billion people yeah, <laughs> share it with your friends exactly yeah that I, and i've said this before and i'm like you know it's not that i think that people that with a certain platform shouldn't say anything it's just you know what like you said keep it with your friends whether your idea, you know, it, you could be wrong, you could be right, whatever, because you're never going to have a group of five people think the exact same way. Sure. You can't, you, you just, you won't have it. Yeah. And I think that that plays into a lot of what we're talking about, just banding together and making something happen and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, sharing each other's projects, whether what background you have or not because there's a lot of good people out there and to, you know, shun them for something that you don't agree with, or, you know, it's just like, why? I mean, and everybody has a bad day. Yeah. Know? Everybody does. <laughs> and it, it, it's just one of those things where so many people have had best case scenario, a headache mm-hmm. to lives being ruined over yeah over often an opinion not even facts yeah opinions and differing opinions it's just like i i don't see the point like like (laughs) i'm all for freedom of speech you want to say what you want to say go for it but for your own peace of mind and in this day and age for your own livelihood Mm -hmm. watch what you say just you know (laughs) how how important is this for a bunch of people you don't actually know to chime in on because that's what you're going to get. You're not going to get your, your like-minded people are probably not going to press like they're not going to press. Oh, the yeah. heart. Maybe they'll say, cool. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe, but more than likely you're going to get people you don't know who just stumbled upon your feed and then, then you get blown up and it's just yeah. kind of, that's that's not a headache or a concern anybody. People don't need their lives ruined over that. Yeah. And so, like, by all means, have opinions, say what you want to say, but just be be very, 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 very mindful of who and what you say to. Like, I don't know you particularly well. I like you. I like our interaction. I think we have good rapport. Yeah. I'm probably still not going to tell you all of my opinions. Oh, no. No, no. And, and I don't really expect you to tell me all yours. No. And that's, yeah. And that's the thing. That, why does it, why does it matter? Like, exactly. Why and I think you and I can get along, even though I'm sure we have different opinions on a lot of stuff. And, and that's, <laughs> that's the way it used to be. Like we could have different ideas and different, opinions and even priorities we have different priorities oh, yeah. and that would be okay <laughs> that would be fine like ah, i don't agree with you have a nice day 
yeah we don't have that right now hopefully we'll get back to that but i i i think it will and i you know one of my firm beliefs is i've always wanted to help people and i love helping people uh i like talking to people i guess that's why i do this and i want to hear people's stories and and you know everybody's got one absolutely so um no, it, all the all the mess aside, I call it white noise, all the stuff that's going on right now, all that aside, you know, hey, help, help people. Out. It, everybody yeah. agree on that. <laughs> and most of, it's, most of it won't, won't affect you in your daily life. So yeah. why, why let it affect you? Exactly. So move on, hey. live your life, do, do good unto others. You know, and yeah, uh, and, and take care of the business you need to take care of. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself, and, and entertain people. Absolutely, know? yeah, entertain people and uh, bring people up because yeah, yeah it, it's it's as easy to bring them up as it is to kick them down. Why yeah. not do the the other thing? You know, why yeah. why not take you know the high road it's, and it's, help people out. That old that old saying, "Sticks and stones will break my bones, and words will never." Oh man, and that's (laughs) I think we are living in the the complete opposite of that. Like word words will destroy and kill people more than yeah. It's like words words are far worse. So I know, and I I think really what contributes to that is um, human interaction. Us talking right here. Mm-hmm. And it takes like, for instance, uh, my grandfather, he can't really see well. Mm-hmm. And he texted one of his friends. Well, he can't see well. So it's all in caps. So his friend saw him and said, hey, are you mad at me? He goes, what? What do you mean? He goes, you texted me in all caps. And he's like, yeah. no, I can't see. So texting just like, hey, man, I got to say, hey, I got a new car. And then your friend's probably busy. And he goes, oh, OK. And the, well, what an asshole. He just said, okay, not awesome. Great. You know? Yeah. It's, it's very, look, just like what we were saying before, how the future is going, it's taking the human interaction out to where you could see the person's eyes and, you know, interact with people. And yeah. I think that needs to happen a lot more, especially I've hated texting ever since it came out. I really have. And I text, you know, but I, I prefer talking. <laughs> It took a long time for me to, me too. to get embracing text. Well, because for a long time, it, they used to charge you for texting. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, you I'm want me to text kid. you and I can call you and it's free? Like, you're out of your mind. You know, but my, oh. my wife, my wife was a big, was a big texter. And, mm. and that's kind of what led me into doing more texting because, yeah, she would text more than more than talk and it's just like all right so we'd have conversations throughout the day she'd be at work or whatever because we we were long distance when we first got together so it's like she'd text me because she couldn't call and so that was how a lot of our stuff progressed so it grew on me because of that but yeah you know it's funny because I'll, I'll make her call at times like it's like call them put in an order like give them a call like oh can't yeah. we just do it online it's like no you're gonna call Oh, you know, she has a thing about calling. She's a few years younger than I am. It's just yeah. kind of like, like, no, I just want to text. It's like, no, you're gonna, you're gonna go oh. talk to somebody. It's like, oh, a- apprehension. You know, it's like that's that's yeah. why we need to do this. We need to get back into like 
talking. We got a kid now. I need her to be able to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> Not just hand her her phone. She like, doesn't even know how to talk, but she could text fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all yeah. in caps. Yeah, all in caps. <laughs> this is what I want to order. Cheeseburger, yeah. French Bam. fries. Get it now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, it's nuts, man. And uh, it just, thinking back to all that, you know, it's just crazy. We used to use pay phones, you know. It's still, mm-hmm. still in the late 90s, 98, you know, yeah. still pay phones around. Even in the yeah. early 2000s, I think, like, I think it was like 2004. I started seeing them get rid of those things, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. But I, I'll, I think tell you we, what, it, what's interesting, you know, my daughter's two. Mm-hmm. I find it really interesting. Like she can recognize what an old phone is. She's never seen an old phone. Oh, wow. We only have cell phones, you know, these yeah. smartphones. It's the only phone she's ever seen. My parents don't have a phone. My brother and sister, they don't have phones. But, like, we're watching Toy Story. She's on a Toy Story kick. And Toy Story 3 has this old toy phone that's talking to Woody. And she's like, phone? Phone? And I'm just like, you know what that is. And that that yeah. blows my mind because she's never seen it before. She like is, a regular old yeah, school it's phone. Yeah, a regular phone. It's yeah. like... <laughs> I'm like, man, that's, I don't know, that that just hit us recently because we were just talking about it the other night. It's like, man, how does she know what that is? Because, <laughs> you know, her, her to her, this black rectangle is a phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's all yeah. she's seen. She plays games on it in colors. <laughs> but what man. is that? Well, she knows what it is. It's like times have changed. And I, I, I don't, you know, she uses markers that only work on specific paper. You know, she's trying to color on the couch, oh, wow. <laughs> but it only works on the paper. And I'm like, it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this works, but it does. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. oh, Just, we're in the future, man. We have stuff. We have invisible ink as yeah. our children's <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> we're not writing coded messages. We're coloring yeah. pictures of baby shark. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Oh shoot. Ah uh, man, it's uh, been a little over an hour. I know uh I got something going on here in a little bit. Um but again, man, I could man, I really could probably talk another two hours with you and I wouldn't yeah. mind it at all. But yeah. uh I know uh I hope that you would want to come back and talk. We we can talk about whatever. Absolutely, man. This is I appreciate fun. I appreciate your time, man. I know you're a busy man. So um again, thanks. I um, I'm going to share everything, Savage Task or not. Anything else you're a part of as well. I know you did some coloring for uh Belial. So um Yeah, I did a couple covers on you that. You did a couple of covers. Uh but yeah, man, I wish you nothing but the best. Great conversation, and I appreciate it. And uh, I know we'll talk again. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's do it again. All right, Wes. Thank you. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, 
The alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.